Welcome to the Fresh Fiction Podcast. My name is Gwen Reyes. And I'm Danielle Jackson-Dresser. This is a podcast where we talk about what we're reading, watching, and listening to. You know what it's time for? A recap of everything we've loved this year. Movies, TV, books, board games, and more. We all are also reflecting on the year that was 2021. We also go over our goals from last episode, set new ones, and share what's been bringing us comfort lately. Oh, yeah. All right. Yay. Yay. Um, man, we made it through that intro. That was very exciting for us. <laughs> it was a feat. <laughs> Which I think, you know, I, this has been, this is, this is near the end of the year. I cannot mm-hmm. believe that we have been making our way through 2021. So how are you feeling about the end of the year quickly approaching us? The last few weeks, I've just been very, I've not been sleeping well mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's anticipating travel or if it's just the end of the year, my period started. It's probably all of those things Mm -hmm. all just wrapped up in one. And yeah, (laughs) I've just been tired. I mean, I am excited for 2021 to be over. Um, I think it's time. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, but it's also like, oh, it's the end of the year. Like what, what is happening? So (laughs) that is how I feel about this year and this week specifically, I'm just, I'm tired, but, uh, how are you yeah. doing? You know, it's so funny. Uh, my, if you were looking at our, our notes in front of us, everybody, uh, my, my notes just are blank because <laughs> I also feel incredibly just like senior itis. Like, I just feel yeah. like everything is in this weird sort of limbo standstill. And I don't know why I think it's just some sort of arbitrary end of so I just feel sort of like state and like a stasis. In the yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just rainy. Maybe it's also my period. Maybe Christmas. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. Just feeling a little sleepy. And have you had any like luck getting any, any more sleep or are you just, no, like, I've just yeah. like kind of had to deal with it. I, um, for some reason I am wide awake at exactly 4am almost Uh every day. And I don't know what it is. Is there something in the cosmos? I don't know what's happening, but it's almost like clockwork, like 402 when I like, when I'm like, oh gosh, I'm awake. Yeah. And I look at my phone and I'm just like, well, you know, and I'm one of those weirdos that gets up at 5am. Like I do Mm -hmm. get up early, but I was just like, well, it's four o'clock. I may as well just get up. Right. You know, like it's just, what else am I going to do? So yeah, no, I have not been able to, I have been going to bed like not super early, but like between nine and 10 o'clock. Cause I think, cause I'm so tired. Yeah. Cause you, I'm just, (laughs) so I have to, but, um, but no, and it's like not great sleep. I feel like I'm tossing and turning and like up. It's just, I don't know what's going on. It's weird. It's a weird time. Yeah, yeah, I get that. It's so funny that you say that and that we're having this, like, I may cut most of this. I don't know, but I, uh, <laughs> I, there's a podcast called maintenance phase. I'm not sure if you're familiar with yeah. it, but mm-hmm. they just, this week's episode is about sleep patterns, <laughs> mm. um, and sleep tests and stuff. And so, uh, I was like, oh yeah, it doesn't really, our bodies just change. And right now we may not want to sleep. Our yeah. hormones are just funky. Yeah. The same thing. I'll wake up at like four 20 and go to the bathroom maybe and not mm-hmm. be, not be able to go back to sleep, not be able to yeah. do anything. Just- I don't understand. Well, the big thing that happened and we will link to this in show notes and it's, I didn't even do it in fact. And in fact, I'll tell you the story behind this. Yeah. It's kind of funny, but my cover was finally revealed um, on Fresh Fiction, Yay! which 
I did not know about. You didn't know about it. Okay. No, I know. Oh, okay. no one told me. So my editor at some point had emailed me like, oh yeah, we have like cover reveal news coming. And that was, that was all she said. And I was like, okay. And then I get this email that's like from my publicist who I interact with uh -huh. multiple times a week mm -hmm. as the editorial manager of Fresh Fiction you know, and she like, so was introduced to her and, you know, and I was like, oh yeah, it's like funny on, we're on this side of things now. Ha ha. And then she was like, yeah, it's going to be on fresh fiction. And I was like, my fresh fiction, like, <laughs> what is it? And she was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, huh. Okay. So what's happening with it? Because no one has said anything to me. And oh, when a reveal happens, that is on the blog, which yeah. is what I me. rule with an iron fist at this point <laughs> and no one said anything. So she did this with Sarah, who was also Gwen's mom mm -hmm. and Sarah didn't say anything, you know, nothing happened. I was one impressed, but also like in a weird way, slightly annoyed. Cause I was like, I don't know what, what is going on on my blog? <laughs> what is going on with my cover? Like what's happening but it ended up being amazing it was so much fun there were cute little graphics made um and it it looks great like I mean I already knew what my cover looked like but yeah. it it looked really it was cool for it to be like out in the world the reaction was really great um I've been like talking to my cover designer Lenny Kaufman or the mm -hmm. illustrator of the cover Lenny Kaufman who I'm like obsessed with and so now I feel like I know her even though I, I don't but I, I do and yeah so and she's great she's really cool um so yeah so my cover was revealed again I really didn't do anything with that's it so fun. which was very strange that's 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 the author hat that you get to wear I guess so yeah but it was it was really fun it was really fun and the reaction was really cool you know say what you will my I do have an illustrated cover because it's a contemporary romance and that is just what it is right now. But the response was really positive towards the style of my cover, which is what I was really like really hoping for would happen regardless, you know, and, and I was really grateful. I'm really grateful that Berkeley took a lot into account what, like what I wanted, like going into it. And that does not happen for a lot of authors, a lot of authors, it's like, here's your cover. Like, and you don't, unless you absolutely hate it or you find something offensive on it, they're like, this is your cover. But they were very much, they wanted to know, they were interested to know like what my vision was for it as well. So, so yeah, it was fun. I love that. I loved getting to see the reaction for like yeah. four or five days. It was almost a week of just like- It really was. It, it really was a long around. time. So um, what did you achieve this week, Gwen? Um, I achieved keeping a secret from you that I didn't even know about <laughs> for your cover. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, let's see. This week I achieved, mine is going to be a cooking thing because I've nice. been- experimenting. I got a new uh, Dutch oven this week for Christmas an early Christmas gift. Um, so I achieved making two sort of harder dishes that I normally don't make. Mm. One was a, like a beef stew pot roast that I really cooked the heck out of. It disintegrated a little bit, but it was very good. And a berry crayon applesauce Ooh. with a new immersion blender. So I have been, uh, I've been like my own little top chef my achievements. Yeah. 
that sounds great. Yeah. Cause I'm practicing because we decided since we're not going to Texas for Christmas, we're going to Virginia for Christmas. We're going to like make our own, start doing our own traditions and nice. we're making uh, a pot roast or a prime rib or something. And yeah. just practicing, getting my practice. That's awesome. Do you have recipes or did you like make it up? Um, I just kind of made it up. Cool. Yeah. Like I was reading different recipes all week trying to get, mm-hmm. I bought this, I bought this chuck roast and then was like, I need to do something with it. Um, <laughs> and so I was like working up this, working up the, the gumption to do it. And then yeah. uh, just kind of put it all together yesterday. Awesome. Yeah. That's um, those, both of those sound great. Well, let's talk about what a wild year 2021 was not just pandemic wise, but also just like finally getting a constant stream of new content, either being books that were coming out when they were supposed to TV shows being released night shows were actually able to go back to having studio audiences Mm -hmm. starting to feel a little bit like not necessarily pre pre pandemic, but people are able to go back to the movie theaters. So I'd love to talk a little bit about some of the things that you love this year. You didn't love this year. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to like, think about it in this way because you know, like I think, especially on TV, TV really, they, they spent 2020 or like the second half of 2020 actually like portraying COVID Mm -hmm. on TV or the pandemic on TV. And then, and some didn't. And then, but then it did seem like in 2021, it was like, okay, we did our due diligence. We talked about it. Now we're just going to act like it's over. Yeah. Whereas it, and it was weird because it wasn't over. And it's still not over. Um, and, you know, so yeah, that's just, it's hard to like, think about that. Cause that was always, that was kind of like my big thing with a lot of network shows is that like, they, it was like an afterthought. Like yeah. they were like, Oh yeah, wait, wait, they should have masks on mm-hmm. or somebody needs to like grab a mask before they leave the house or something to indicate that this is all going on. But then, you know, like, I think one of the ones I thought of the most was on this is us and they just, it was like, they were talking about having, or people, you know, know the world having COVID or COVID going on, but then like they were in a restaurant and no one had a mask on, you know, oh. or, you know, or just like, there were these weird little inconsistencies that I bet most people got over, but I didn't. It was interesting this year to like, have it just be like, okay, things are back to normal. So we're just going to tell the story how we want to. That is weird. But I mean, you can still tell, I think in TVs and in movies, like things are filmed sort of awkwardly still, yep. um, you know, and then I think the biggest thing though, this year that has been really hard, I think specifically for like our daughter before she was vaccinated and we still haven't done this yet, but some movie theaters, you know, did open up and it was like, you were watching a commercial, like people, you know, only in theaters. And she was like, oh, we should go to the movies. And it's like, well, we're not going to the movies. And we hope, hopefully we will figure out one where we can go at some point, but you know, who knows at this point. So I, I, I still feel like overall, TV and movies, especially things are still kind of in an awkward stage. Um, But then I think in other forms of media, like music and books and podcasting and things like that, like there's almost too much. Mm -hmm. There's so much content to consume. So on the one hand, there is like, there's like things have gone back in one way for like TV and movies. Like it's, it's almost like it's shrinking a bit, but then in other forms it's like where do I even start so yeah yeah. that's a great point 
And like, to your point too, of like seeing shows that deal with Mm -hmm. that dealt with the pandemic and have either decided to like embrace it and put it into their storytelling or away from it. Like two examples I can think of just off on my head are the new, um, and just like that, Mm -hmm. uh, sex in the city show where the first episode they talk about, like, they have just walked away from the pandemic. Like they're like, yes, we had, it happened, but we're, we don't have that Mm -hmm. happen anymore. And it's also like those characters would never wear masks. So it would like, they, (laughs) the pandemic in their head is over. Um, for them, it probably is. And then uh, you, another show on Mm -hmm. Netflix that even addressed it too. And then it takes place very assuredly outside of the pandemic where it's yeah. like, it does not exist anymore. So therefore nobody needs to wear masks. And it's like, wow, it's so interesting that you have to lay that sort of line into storytelling now mm-hmm. because there are audiences asking the questions of like, well, this is take place in the pandemic or not. Right. And even if it's like silly to say, oh, well, it's gone now. It's like, well, at least you're addressing it. And so that's helpful. Yeah. Sometimes. It's all over the place. Like, that's how I kind of feel like it's all, all over the place. Do you feel ready for, I know that there, there are them out now, but like an onslaught of pandemic books versus like when it's dealt with in the show. Mm, I don't know. I mean, I think I was one of the not few, because I think there are a lot of people who feel both ways, but I really didn't want it in my media Mm -hmm. to begin with. Because I was like, I'm dealing with this in reality. Right. I don't, I really don't want to talk about talk it anymore about it. Yeah. or think about it anymore. So for the, for books, I think, I don't know about books. I feel like too, we're going to start to see like reactions to, mm-hmm. you know, like as a result of the pandemic or, you know, and events that happen in the pandemic, we're going to get like the kind of cultural reaction to it a bit. And I'm just like, do we need that yet? Or can we wait like a couple of years or something, you know, (laughs) can we let it settle? Like, even if it's, I mean, hopefully not, but even if it's still going on, like, can we let things just like settle in before we figure out what the new baseline normal is and just Mm -hmm. like, and then have the reaction. So I don't know. We'll see. That's an interesting like thought. Something that we'll probably be addressing for years to come. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's a bummer. Okay. So let's talk about some of our actual faves, like some yes. of our recommendations. So I thought we would, we break it up into TV movies and books. So let's just, we'll both do like TV. Then we'll both sure. do movies and we'll both do miscellaneous. Yeah. yeah I threw in board games for mine. Yeah. I like that. No, I love that. That's fun. Okay. So let's start with TV because there really, as much as I was just complaining about TV, there was really some good TV yes. this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's start with your picks. Let's go, okay. let's go from there. All right. So for me, it was all about like returning shows. Some of my favorites, my best friends were coming back. Yeah. So a new season of Tuca and Birdie on that used to be on Netflix and now is on comedy Cent- or not comedy central cartoon network, excuse yeah. me, about two messy best friends who are sort of trying to grow up and deal with their shit. (laughs) Um, And I just really loved it because one, I always love anything with best friend content growing up. And these are two women that are these characters about my age. And so they're dealing with saying goodbye to big things. And so I just really loved it. And I was Mm -hmm. crying a lot. It made me cry a lot. 
Um, <laughs> new season of Rick and Morty. Uh, it was just wild. New season of Succession. So yeah. good. But then for new shows that I loved, um, I was a big fan of Hacks. And we talked about right. that earlier this year. Mm-hmm. So, so good. So funny. So dark. White Lotus, another just real spooky, weird, ridiculous show. But then at yeah. the end of it, like so much delicious pathos that is rewarded for it. Um, <laughs> this new, I know we both agree on this, the new season of Insecure, yeah, new and final totally. season. It's I just, know. I don't know what they're like every episode when it ends. I'm like, I don't know how they're going to wrap up this the show. Fact like, that they're, they're all, at the time of recording, there are only two episodes. Like this, the second yeah. to last episode is coming out tonight. Yeah. And then the day after Christmas, I was, I told my husband, I was like, we have to carve out some time for me to watch Insecure. Like, I don't know what we're telling our family, what I'm doing, but I'm watching Insecure. So it might be one of those things you do when you wake up at 4am. It may be, you know what? (laughs) Yes. That's what I'm going to do. That's it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's like me with selling sunset all week. I'm like, I'm up at four. I'm going to watch these ladies yell at each yeah, other. <laughs> seriously. Oh my gosh. Oh and, my gosh. And then a final new show for me um, is, I guess Instagram is on a new show, but uh, Ghosts, which is on CBS. Yeah. You can watch it on uh, Paramount Plus as well. And mm-hmm. it is really charming and cute. And it very much has like, makes me feel reminiscent of Schitt's Creek where everybody's like sort of terrible, but then they're learning to be less terrible. And that's nice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, What about you? I I was going to say succession and even hacks a bit and white Lotus are really about kind of messy, rich people. Yep. Um, which is interesting. I know. (laughs) All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's just food for food for thought. Um, (laughs) okay. So for my TV, I definitely want to mention, I I think I've mentioned almost all of these shows before, but I really ended up, I think my favorite new, new show of 2021 was only murders in the building. And that is on Hulu. It was so funny. And it was, it took like, you know, the obsession with true crime and like kind of flipped it on its head and there's an actual murder and, you know, and all of this stuff and how, who's saying what is actually true and everything. I love, you know, that like, you know, Steve Martin and like he, you know, he gets to be like his usual, like straight man, but like to a heightened sense of it. And he still gets to be silly too. Um, and, you know, and Martin Short, like, I remember my husband was like, you know, I'm not like the biggest Martin Short fan. And I was like, yeah, me neither. And I was like, but they give him room to be Martin Short in a way, like in very mm-hmm. smart ways, like to be kind of that very over the top, almost too much, um, just like abrasive humor that he has, you know, and then I think Selena Gomez is there to like, really just like bring them both down <laughs> in a way. <laughs> Which is great. And it's and so she's funny. really funny too. So I, I thought that was really cool. Of course, Ted Lasso. We all love Ted Lasso. I don't even know what else to say about Ted Lasso. I just said Ted Lasso a lot. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just watch it. Um, we talked about Insecure. I agree with everything you had to say. Like, it's just, it's one of the smartest and most interesting shows on TV right now. I'm very sad it's ending, but I'm also really excited to like binge it all again yes to rewatch the whole <laughs> the thing, whole thing and- like all together like it's yes. gonna be so great yes. um I want to give a special shout out to season three of Virgin River because I did not watch season two of Virgin River and oh. I just jumped into season three I love that for you <laughs> and was fine like it yeah. didn't matter 
It really did not matter. It was great. Um, <laughs> this is, and um, but the cool thing about Virgin River is that it is based off of a very long running romance novel series by Robin Carr. Mm-hmm. It really has, di- I think, diverted away from the series. I've only read a few of the Virgin River books and like not all in order or anything at all. I've just kind of like picked them up whenever. I had read some reviews of season two. I was like, this is not my jam. I don't know. And then I was like, you know what? I need something easy. Mm-hmm. And I heard that Virgin River was back and I'm like, I'm going to watch this. And honestly, if anything of consequence happened in season two, it really has not made a difference. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and that was the content I needed. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then finally, I, I definitely talked about this like right at the beginning of the podcast, but the show Dickinson, which is on Apple, t- Apple TV plus um, about the poet Emily Dickinson and stars Haley Steinfeld. It is also it's in its last season. I think there are like four episodes left. I can't remember exactly um, right as of right now. And and it's just it's really smart. It's very anachronistic. It's actually like if you when you dig into like the people that are in it, like people who are portrayed, it's actually pretty historically accurate, but they talk like millennials or zennials or (laughs) Z or whoever it is that they're supposed to be portraying kind of at that time in history. They're dealing with the Civil War right now, which has been really interesting. Um, Yeah. And and it's going to be really cool to see how they wrap it up. And of course, this is like my favorite, like cameo on this show well there are two is that Zasha Mamet plays Louisa May Alcott and she kind of just like pops up (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then that's great um, oh and Billy Eichner was Walt Whitman which was like kind of spectacular that's like out of nowhere but then also Wiz Khalifa plays like plays the personification of death and he and like Emily Dickinson like talk a lot it's really it's really cool it's yeah. really I think it's it's one of those shows it's not for everyone but I think it's as someone who loves like history and also loves anachronistic portrayals of history it's like right in my lane so yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for you to watch the great I know that is it's on my list mm-hmm. and it's like if I ever have time ever again to do anything yeah I'm gonna watch it I do I, I really want to watch it, it. Yeah. yeah. And it's 30 minute episodes too, which is nice. Okay. That's yeah. also my jam. Yeah. <laughs> it's beauty very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. No, I'm excited for that. All right. So let's move on to movies. Yes. I'll go first. I'll just okay. keep yammering on. So I was thinking about movies this year and almost all of my movies, all of the movies we have watched have been kid friendly because mm-hmm. we've been stuck with a child yep. <laughs> this whole time. So all of my movies are kind of, there is, I have one like grown up movie, um, but the rest of them are all like pretty family friendly. Uh, the first is Raya and the Last Dragon. This came out, I think, la- oh, sometime this year, right? Or maybe it was the end of 2020. It doesn't matter. We've watched it a lot in this house. Yeah, it and- came out this year for sure. Yeah, it came out this year. Okay. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm like losing my mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. And What's cool about this is, it, you know, it's kind of the new iteration of Disney princess. She's not like trying to fall in love. She's not being mm-hmm. forced to marry anyone. She doesn't really, you know, she is kind of saving the world. There are dragons. Um, she's Very doing nice. things, you know, to like to honor her family and her father specifically. And she has to, she has to do some growing up, which is really cool too. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. It's really beautiful. Um, and it's, highly recommended by my seven-year-old she loves it too so (laughs) two enthusiastic thumbs up 
very much so. The next one was a really fun movie that came out on Netflix called The Mitchells versus the Machines. Um, and it's just, it was such an interesting, it's an animated movie and it's really about a family, but the world gets taken over by really, it's like by smartphones and like smart technology and, you know, AI, like evolving more than it should probably, or some, something along those lines. Um, but really it's about this family, their oldest daughter is about to go to college, you know, and the dad is trying to grapple with the fact that, you know, his kid is growing up and she's trying to like figure out who she is in the world. Mm -hmm. And so instead of her flying off to call, like to her college across the country, they decide at the very last minute, they're going to drive her across the country. Um, and so she, and, you know, and she's kind of mad about it, but then they, through saving the world from robots, they, you know, like reconnect as a family. It's very mm -hmm. cute. It's very joke dense, which is really awesome. Like between yeah. like sight gags, but also like actual, like through the, the dialogue and everything, it's really an enjoyable movie. Um, and yeah, and that, that's one too. Like those two are probably Ryan, the last dragon and the Mitchells versus the machines are probably the two movies we like, my daughter has like requested to rewatch the most. Love so yeah, we loved those. Um, I want to talk about In the Heights. I know there's been a little bit of controversy, not a little bit, a lot of bit of controversy <laughs> about In the Heights, but in the end, it really was pretty spectacular. It was, I thought it was a really good movie musical yeah. adaptation. Um, it has all of like the signature Lin-Manuel Miranda stuff you want when it comes to his music and his storytelling and the performances in them were all really, were all really wonderful and, yeah. and awesome. And, you know, we walked around singing songs from In the Heights for like a mm -hmm. week. So it was really, it was really great. And then finally, I do want to recommend Passing, the movie that's directed by Rebecca Hall and stars Tessa Thompson and Ruth Nega. It's on Netflix. And this is an adaptation of the Nell Larson book that came out kind of around the same time that The Great Gatsby came out. And it's actually a really good companion yeah. piece to The Great Gatsby, I think, because yeah. it it is, it's set, you know, it's set at the same time. It's dealing with a lot of similar themes about like who you are and who you really are and who you are portraying yourself as. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of white people don't know necessarily about this concept of passing, which is- yeah kind of the point but yeah you know it's like about these two women black women who could pass for white and and the things that and one of them chooses to do so and one of them doesn't and yeah. it's like you know they both are kind of dealing with the choices that they've made with their lives it's really really interesting and it's a really it's a very it's a quiet movie like there are a lot of long silences in this movie <laughs> yeah that's every impression I've had of that film has been just like these long <laughs> lingering looks yes there's a lot of <laughs> lingering yep <laughs> but yeah it's really I think it's like if you have the time to really like pay attention and like watch like kind of for nuance really like the way people look at each other and how a look can change in a blink you know mm -hmm. and what does that actually mean and how does that affect the rest of the story and what's really going on underneath everything so yeah I I, I really enjoyed passing and I also I mean I read the book I'm going to reread the book it's a really short book but I haven't read it since college but it was really it is a really, it's a book that will make you think. And I think this movie is also a movie that will make you think. So I love, I love the idea of reading that and the great Gatsby together. Yeah. And, then, and then now being reassured that passing is also just as short as uh, the great Gatsby because yeah. that is a short book too. Um, so this is a digression, but so we were 
in fact, I have it. I, I think I've talked, have I talked about my great Gatsby swell water bottle? You mentioned okay. it. Yeah. So I brought that to the book club at Love Sweet Arrow. And one of the members, um, her name is Kelly. She's like, oh my gosh, I'm such trash for the great Gatsby. And I was like, me too. I love it. I don't care what mm-hmm. anyone says it's the best. And so we were talking about that and she's like, wait, have you read this theory about that, that the great Gatsby that like F Scott Fitzgerald even wrote him. He great Gatsby was passing. <gasps> I no, that's exactly my reaction. Okay. So I'm going to, fi- I'm writing this down because I'm going to find there was this Reddit thread that was so convincing where I was like, oh my God, there like, then there there's textual evidence from the great Gatsby that it's like, Huh. Like even so far as like, huh. he was like, he like Nick, at some point, Nick Carraway, the narrator, the great uh-huh. Gatsby was like, Gatsby kept his hair so closely cropped. Like he wore it so short. Yes. And, and he was like, like he, it was like almost like he was still in the military, but it was like, well, if he was passing, he was he keeping his hair sh- short. So no one would see the texture of his hair or even so far as like the car that he was driving was yellow and like black people used to call light-skinned black people high yellow because they could like it was just like the term to say like oh Mm -hmm. you're high yellow like you could get away with with passing really and so like the car was yellow and like there were all of these other things there are even some theories about Jordan Baker also passing like it was really it's really interesting obviously it's a theory there's like nothing really based in fact but like people have like really done the research so I'm there were a couple of articles there's a reddit thread and then there was a salon article from a few years ago that both kind of di- dive into this so thinking of that and reading and or watching the movie passing like made me think of the great Gatsby in a completely different way absolutely I love that that's fantastic <laughs> and that is your digression for that's, this episode <laughs> I love that. It's like that's our literary history lesson today literary it's very interesting history. yeah it was very interesting it made me like love the great Gatsby even more than I already do. So yeah, that's fantastic. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What are your movies? (laughs) All right. So my movies are a little all over the place. Um, just cause based off of as looking at this is like based off of when I actually got to watch some movies this year. I haven't seen like matrix. I haven't seen all the end of the year movies yet. Mm -hmm. Um, but one that I really loved and I didn't, it's funny. It's like, I didn't really love it while I was watching it, but the more I thought about it and, and have sat with it, one of my favorites was King Richard. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really, I thought I just, yeah, I just really loved it. I, I learned a lot watching it, which is funny to say, cause like a lot of, it's all just stuff in, in history and the zeitgeist and information about their father, but just, it was such a good performance from Will Smith. And I just, I love that. Do you Uh, think this is his, do you think this is his Oscar movie? I feel like, yes, Mm. just because mm, it depends if he gets nominated. I think if he gets nominated, I think he can play it up really well. Yeah. I think if he, I think that if there's not a lot of push to get him the nomination because the movie is but at this point it's old quote unquote um it's gonna keep they're gonna have to spend a lot of money to keep it like in front of people yeah but it is an hbo movie so they do have that money for that Mm, that's true um yeah i think because i I feel like it's similar for like how sandra bullock won for the blind side it's a very similar heartfelt Mm, okay very broad performance very broad story that I think will really appeal to the voting audience of the Academy Awards. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. That's at the end of the day, what it is. Um, but yeah, I can't think of who (laughs) else is not going to be nominated. Maybe Nicholas Cage for pig, but (laughs) sure. (laughs) Well here I'm like, I was like pulling up, but of course I've picked the list where it's all the way at the bottom. He is nominated for best Best actor in a motion picture drama. Okay. So we'll see. We will see. Yeah. yeah. So the other one I liked was uh, Tick, Tick, Boom. Speaking of Lin-Manuel mm-hmm. Miranda, his uh, Jonathan Larson adaptation of his one-man show that has had many, many iterations over the years. Right. And this is the uh, film version. I finally finished watching it a few weeks ago and really enjoyed it. But then to go back to my whole thing of like, this is a very weird list of movies. My next two movies are horror films. Oh, interesting. One, um, Malignant, which was available on HBO uh, HBO Max, as well mm-hmm. as in theaters. And I think you can see it across the board anywhere now, but it is, uh, it was so weird and creepy, but I love that it took place in the nineties. I love that it was in Seattle. Um, it had like, it just very much reminded me of like scream because mm. it was both funny and scary at the same time. Um, it had like cool Japanese influence in it. Yeah. So if you're like ready for some weird sort of hybriding horror, it's a really good mashup. And then I also liked the remake of Candyman. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that that was it. It kind of like fizzled at the end, but I thought Yaya was such a great performer that um, I'd love to see him back in that role. And, yeah. and then finally, a little comedy to just lighten the room, to lighten the, the to lighten my list up a little bit. Yeah. I loved Barb and Star Go to Del Mar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, weird. <laughs> it was such a weird show. It was such a weird movie. So funny. But uh, it was the beginning of the Jamie Dornan uh, comeback yeah. So uh, I appreciate that. But it's just, again, best friend content. Anytime two best friends can get together and get into hijinks, I am yeah. here for it. <laughs> those two ladies definitely delivered. Yeah. So funny. Okay. So I, so then I had said books, but then Gwen went rogue. I did go rogue. I'm sorry. And did something else. And I, so I want to hear about your favorite board games of the year. Yes, I think this okay. is so great. Yes. So I have uh, quite a few little board games because that's kind of what I've been doing with my downtime of, of when I have some time off is like, uh, so I've got a few to recommend to anybody that likes board games for our families, um, yeah. both this game fort and abandon all artichokes are great for for people with kids or if you Mm -hmm. just or want to play one-on-one um fort is a uh, (laughs) it's you get to play as best different combinations of best friends trying to barter between toys and pizza to have the best fort so i something i kind of think of if you liked the show craig out in the creek it's sort of like a version of that show (laughs) as a game and then abandoned artichokes you are basically making a giant salad but your goal (laughs) is to get rid of you start with a hand of artichokes and you have to like trade them out by buying other cards and then eventually you just want to get rid of all the artichokes in your hand and have like a very nice salad Um, and then finally, for anyone who likes sort of a D&D experience or a fantasy mm-hmm. experience, I love the game Ascension Realms Unraveled. Um, it's a two-player card game that you just built. You get a deck builder. Uh, you have people that fight each other. It's really great. But it's just a nice little uh, kick in the pants of like that serotonin boost because you're just so excited. But I picked some. Those are my yeah. board games that if you're looking for some last minute Christmas gifts will make excellent. That is a really, those are great. Those are great choices. Thanks. Yeah. But now I want to hear about your books. 
books? Yeah. So I have, of course, like a million books. I'm only going to talk about a few. Um, cause these, and the way I, I was thinking about this was like, what are the books that I keep telling people about uh-huh. and, or recommending? And so the first, I mean, I think probably hands down, I try not to say like, I have a favorite book of the year, but I really think this one is, and it's sisters in arms by Kaya Alderson. This is a historical fiction novel about the, um, all black woman, women's battalion, um, during, a during World War II, and they are the only one, all Black battalion of women that went overseas. They went to France, and their job was actually to sort the mail mm-hmm. um, while they were there, and, you know, they literally would get, like, a letter that was, like, you know, to Sam from Kansas in France. Like, that's what it would say on the envelope, and they would they would have to read the mail, but then they would have to look at, like, the... Um, the post like where it was coming from in the country and they would like narrow down who these letters would get to mm-hmm. um it is based in fact the two main characters the two points of view you get are um fictional characters but there are real historical figures and real incidents that did happen that are portrayed in this book it's really well done it's super like super well researched i don't even have a better word like it's just so good. You feel like you're learning something. It's beautifully told. Um, fun fact. So my, my, one of my cousins is a professor and she teaches, um, like a African-American women's literature course. And I said, Oh, do you know a book you should check out? I was like, I had like an arc of it. I was like, read this book, see what you think you could, I was like, this, this book should be taught. Yeah. And she did, she added it to her curriculum. And, and so I, and I interviewed Kaya on the Fresh Fiction blog and she used my interview as like a supplemental material, Ah. which was like, so I was like, that's cool. I'm basically now a college professor. It's going on my resume. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, I'm not going to say that, but I, it was really (laughs) cool to like see that. And so I, and I I really, I believe that it's a book and it, it is an adult book, but I think like, I think teenagers could read it and it would, they would be fine. Um, I think it's just, it's an important part of history that not that I did, I didn't really know anything about. Um, and I, 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 again, like felt like I was learning something. So that was really cool. Um, my next book pick is the fastest way to fall by Denise Williams. Uh, she is, she debuted last year. And so, and I've really enjoyed both of her books. Um, but this book was really cool because it is about a black plus size woman who is trying to figure out like what fitness means to her and working out and and she definitely does talk about how toxic that you know working Mm -hmm. like you know workout culture can be towards plus size people it was handled in such I was like I was really apprehensive to even read it um and Denise I've told Denise this I know her and I should say we share a publisher the way she handled it was so relatable and so carefully done Mm -hmm. and respectful. I think respectful to plus size readers or just readers in general who may have issues when it comes to fitness and food and, and, you know, and how you, you value that in your life. Um, And yeah. And, and, and of course, and you know, it's a romance novel. It's a little bit epistolary. The two main characters kind of fall in love with each other through text messages and emails and things like that. And it's really, it's really well done. It's, and it, and it's, and it's still, it was still fun to read and kind of, you know, and, and had comedic moments in it. Um, so yeah, so highly recommend the fastest way to fall by Denise Williams. And then of course, um, I've been talking about this book 
since it came out, I think in the spring, but it's called Love and Color by Bolu Babalola. This is a short story collection of romance novels or romance stories that are all inspired by different myths from around the world, but kind of recast in a more of a modern viewpoint and all of the characters are black or of color. And it's really beautifully written. Um, Bolu Babalola is really cool. She's a screenwriter. She's kind of an influencer. She writes for, you know, different journal. She's a journalist as well. She's just really awesome. She does have a full length novel coming in fact all three of these authors have books coming out next year so it like mm-hmm. gives us all something to look forward to so yeah so those are my three recommendations for today I have I about it. 75 I, more I could talk about but I'm not going to I know it was so hard like <laughs> narrowing everything down yeah just like everything everything, everything was great if even if I hated it I appreciated it because it was something that took me away from right exactly. the real world <laughs> Awesome. All right. So we're going to take a short break and then we'll be back to talk some more favorite stuff from 2021. All right. Welcome back, everybody. So, Danielle, I love that you put this section in here for the media that saved us. Yeah, this is Um, well, I I should say this is like our senior superlatives. Like these are all (laughs) kind of specific things I tried to make us think about. I was trying Mm -hmm. to think like, what could we do that's like outside of the box? Like that isn't just going to be like the same great, you know, we can talk about succession. We all love succession, but like what else can we be talking about? But yeah, so the media that saved us, so to speak. So what saved you? All right. So I'm going to say two things, podcasts and reality television. (laughs) Those are the two things that I need to have in my life to turn everything off. It's either like, I need to have loud ladies screaming at each other about (laughs) like whatever, um, you know, whoever lied to them last or who stole their shoes, or I need to have some sort of really smart pair of friends talking to each other about (laughs) some sort of obscure historical fact. And that is what I get on podcasts and definitely not on reality television. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? Um, I put graphic novels whenever, I mean, as for as much as I talk about Harlequin Desire romance novels, which I love, 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 but when I am really in a reading slump, I can, I know I can turn to a graphic novel and like, just kind of get like caught up in it. I think because you're reading both text and you're also looking at illustrations, you're using different parts of your brain. I think it just like kind of opens things up for you in a different way. And so, yeah, highly recommend. I would say like, if someone wants to like get into graphic novels, a really good place to start this year in particular really almost every year are if you look at like the Goodreads awards and look at what's nominated in the graphic Mm -hmm. novel section, there are some really good choices this year. And they're usually pretty diverse. Like there, there's some that are for like middle grade. There are some for adults. There are some for kind of YA and they, they cover a lot of different topics. So don't sleep on graphic novels. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So the next one is Something that made you LOL. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> and so yeah, I put the show nailed it on Netflix. It's always funny. I'm so excited that they were still, they were able to figure out ways to continue to make it through the mm-hmm. pandemic because I was very sad thinking about not having this show. Um, but it's just so funny. And it to me, as someone who is a baker, it is really just both hilarious, but also very upsetting when people are like, I'm just going to put some milk in this. And it's like, 
no, you can't. It's science. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't do that. This no. is not going to do what you think it's going to do. <laughs> so yeah, nailed it. And then also this is very specific. There will be a link, but there was this clip that made the rounds of Prince Harry doing an obstacle course set to do you remember by earth, wind and fire. And it starts out, you know, with like the music and it starts out and it's amazing. And it's like, so like upbeat and bright horns are going. And then it like, right at like a, a break, it cuts to his brother, Prince William doing what looks like a ropes course, like on the ground though. Uh-oh, and he yeah. has like a ton of people helping him. And do you remember transitions from like the actual backing track to a recorder playing uh-huh. it? <laughs> It's so funny. I literally had kind of forgotten about this. And then I don't know what made me think of it, but then I watched it on a loop for like five minutes. It's that funny. It makes me laugh every time I'm going to keep it like probably open in, in my, on my phone at all times, just so when I need a chuckle, that's what I'm going to (laughs) do. So what is something that made you laugh this year? All right. So mine is noodle, AKA Bones Day, No Bones Day, the amazing 13-year-old pug uh, on TikTok. I just, I freaking love that guy so much. And I know that the trend is a little over at this point, but he's so sweet. And his owner just has the best personality. And anytime I would see it, it would just make me just cry laughing. (laughs) So So Noodle noodle wins for me. Yeah, I love this. (laughs) All right. Next up, we've got something under the radar that you want more people to know about. So what is your pick? Okay. So this is new to me. Um, but, uh, I really enjoyed Bo Burnham's inside, Mm. which he did. He recorded it over the first year of the pandemic. He locked himself in a shed, uh, (laughs) and made this album, this, this special on Netflix. And it was sad and funny and poignant and beautiful and catchy all at the same time. Um, and I think that more people should watch it because yeah. I know they got a little burst from critics early when mm-hmm. it was released, but, uh, it's definitely something, especially after two years of living inside that we can yeah. all really relate to. Love that. Yeah. Um, what about you? So my pick is one, and I think I mentioned this on an episode earlier, but it's a show on Peacock. It's actually on Peacock Premium, which I believe I just, the only reason I watched this is because I did a free trial, Uh Um, but I'm going to have to, I'm probably going to have to actually pay for it because the show is getting a second season, but it's called We Are Lady Parts. It is about a band, a literal like rock band mm-hmm. um, that's all comprised of Muslim women. It's set in the UK. They're all like young Muslim women. Some of them are very traditional in their beliefs. Some of them don't believe, but their families are Muslim. Um, and they are just kind of navigating their way through through the world and making all the decisions that people in the, their you know early to mid twenties have to make. Um, it was really smart. It was very funny. It was also moving. The music is pretty good too. Um, and I'm really excited for the second season because I think it's going to kind of give more room for side care. Like people who were side characters in the first season will probably get some more screen time. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, it's a show that again, like I think, you know, it was kind of like a critical darling, like the critics kind of got on board mm-hmm. and thankfully they are getting a second season, but I don't know how many people actually watched it. So highly recommend we are lady parts. I love that. Yeah. That's definitely <laughs> one that's on my list. Um, yeah. Cause I love, I do love, I, I think you should get that Peacock premium. It's 
I know. I think I'm going to have to, I think we're going to have to, we have so (laughs) I've I've complained about this many times. We have so many streaming services. I know. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, for that, at least, at least for that, you know, I'll wait for it. I'll put it that month. I can binge it. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm paying for it. Uh, (laughs) All right. So let's move on to kind of a wild card round. This can Mm -hmm. be anything, a product, a trend, a news item that was really interesting. So mine is in fact, the, my friend who I was, I was talking about earlier from book club, Kelly, she runs the romance Landia sticker club, um, which is all, it's exactly what it is. It's stickers. They are all romance focused. I'm trying to like, I have some, but I can't find any on my desk. They're like tucked away. Um, but yeah, I, I love stickers. I was definitely a sticker kid growing up. Like I Same. used to hoard them. I didn't want to stick them on anything or I would just fill like notebooks just full of stickers. Yeah. Um, and I st- still apparently do that because <laughs> again, but they, they are, they're all romance focus. Like they're just, they're really great. I'm again, like searching my desk. And of course they're all, I actually put them away, which is amazing. Um, (laughs) so I clean my desk and I don't know where anything is. Uh, so anyway, yeah, but it's really fun. And they come every month. There's usually, um, like something extra, like sometimes she'll put in like a little, like a sheet that has like a coloring, you can color stuff in or, you know, one time she was like, send me mail. I love getting mail and I'll send you a letter back. And so, you know, like you get like kind of a pen pal, it's really fun. It's really great. And it's supporting a small business and Kelly is really awesome. So we should all join the Romance Landia sticker book, sticker club. I love it. <laughs> I agree. All right. So mine is a, uh, a product that I have not been able to break myself from since moving mm. to Seattle. It is a natural vegan jelly by Alba. Um, yeah. it's, it's basically like it's petroleum jelly, but instead of being made from oil products, it's made from plants. Um, nice. and I love it as like a chapstick cause you so dry. You need to yeah. keep yourself hydrated. Um, but I freaking love this stuff. And if you are trying to eliminate, any sort of petroleum or oil-based products in your cosmetics, this is a great way to take a first step and you can get it at, um, at Whole Foods. That's where I buy it. Awesome. Yeah, cool. I I need it right now on my face. I'm like, I wish I had it on my lips. (laughs) (laughs) I bought a cute little pot for it that I put it in. So I feel very fancy. I love that. (laughs) That's great. Okay. What do we hope to see in entertainment in 2022? Okay. So I am... I was, was, this was a hard one, Danielle, Mm because I was like, there's, this has been a very, we're starting to see like better storytelling, more women. What Mm -hmm. what are we missing? And I feel like one thing that I would really, really like to see is more history represented Mm. and not necessarily like, like a broad, easy things that we've already seen before. Mm -hmm. I want to see more of these stories that I don't know about. Like, I want to see more movies like Passing. I want to see more content like Watchmen, where we're dealing with these stories and these historical facts that I don't necessarily know about. Um, And that's what I would really love to see is just more deeper uh, historical stories and maybe in the longer form. So something like A Great or something like Dickinson, Mm -hmm. where you're just spending more time than just 90 minutes with them. I... I really like that. I think that's really cool. Um, yeah. And I a hundred percent agree. I, and I think to an extent, like mine is similar, but I want to see, you know, I agree. We're seeing more stories told and told by the people that are being represented in these stories. But I think we, there's still so much to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to see more diverse stories, more voices represented, um, whether it's 
based on your race or, you know, your background, your, you know, your ethnic diversity and your background or your ability or your mental health and things like that, you know, just, I want more voices represented in, but I also want more happy content. Content. Yeah. I don't want to suffer. Yeah, exactly. A lot of times when you do have diverse storytelling, it is usually suffering. It's usually sad. It's usually harrowing. And it's just like, well, no, you know, and that's like one of the things like Beverly Jenkins always talks about, like, no, like black people were happy. Like, you know, they, they lived their lives and, and they were happy in them. So I think, and I think that's why I, for the most part, almost exclusively read romance now is just because I want to see, and that doesn't mean like bad things don't happen or books aren't angsty or books aren't, aren't harrowing. That still happens, but the guarantee of a happy ending is really, I think necessary. And I just Mm -hmm. think that is, that is like the content that people need right now. I think we need, I think that's what something like Ted Lasso or like even the great British baking show or nailed it. Like, I think that's why these shows catch on is because it's like, Oh wait, you know, like even on some, like I love top chef, but like sometimes those people are very mean to each other. Yeah, And that's why I think that this season works so well is because yeah. everyone was so kind to each other right. and nice to each other. I think so. Yeah. And I think there was just something there. Same with Ted Lasso. You know what I mean? This season of Ted Lasso, like there were some pretty, deep things that Mm -hmm. you know Ted himself Mr. Happy-go-lucky himself goes went through and he has to grapple with and and it's important to see that too and it's important to see people come through on the other side even when they still have work to do and I like I like when something ends and it's not necessarily tied up completely but you know that the person is on the right track so yes more diverse stories more different voices represented and more happy content yeah I love it (laughs) Well, we're going to take another quick break, you guys, um, and then we'll be back to talk about our goals and what's been bringing us some comfort lately. All right, we are back. So let's move on to some goal talk. I wanted to do (laughs) just like a mini retrospective on our, we set all these goals all year. Yep. Um, And so I thought we could talk a little bit about our goals. The first one is our biggest goal (laughs) flop of 2021. (laughs) What what is yours, Gwen? I love this so much. Okay. Mine was the drinking water goal. (laughs) How many times did you say you wanted to drink more water? Like four or five times? I think it had to be like four (laughs) or five times. It was usually like, if I couldn't come up with a goal, it's like, you know what? I got to drink more water. Yeah. And uh, no, I did not. I did not keep to that. It's really, God, it's so hard to drink water. I know. I don't even understand why. It's like, you know, it's good for you. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way that, but the thing that I've started doing is just, I keep a water bottle in like every room. Yeah. But then I, I have to remember, so I but I have to remember to like clean them and change them. That so. was my thing is then I'm like, yeah. then it's been sitting there water and I don't yeah. necessarily want this sitting there water. I know. Okay. I know it's a whole, it's a vicious, it's just another thing I have to do, Um, (laughs) but it's fine. No, I, I, I mean, everyone can drink more water. We all, everyone is probably dehydrated. We all need to drink more water. So everybody, that's your goal for next year. Mine is rereading Austin. I said I was going to do it and I didn't. I read, I did read Emma and I read up like half of Northanger Abbey. 
And then I just stopped and I don't, I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to finish it back, back to, yeah. we'll see. I may, maybe, I think my, my issue was probably jumping into Northanger Abbey. I like Northanger Abbey fine, but it's not my fave at all. So I think maybe I just need to reread the ones I really like. So I think that would be, I did enjoy reading Emma Sense and Sensibility, I think is my favorite Austin, of course, Pride and Prejudice, but like I can do without Mansfield Park and Northanger Abbey. So maybe I just won't read those. Yeah, that's okay. You know? You can just read the cliff notes if you need to. The Wikipedia yeah, is just that's a good as good. Yeah, just a summary. Yeah, just a summary. Just be like, oh yeah, that's all the plot. Got it. Yep. Understood. <laughs> and on the flip side, yes. we did have some successes at our goals yeah. this year because goals are important for that reason. Right. Uh, what was your biggest success goal of 2021? So I think mine was whenever I said anything writing related, but also I, it's probably kind of cheating because I was like beholden to a publisher. So I had to get it done. You know, I just had to, but yeah, if I set something out, if I set something, said something writing related on the podcast, I generally was getting it done. I love that. It was important to you. Yeah, it is. Yes, of course. Yeah. So what was yours? What was your big full success? was also a very important thing to me because I'm so concerned about deep deep vein thrombosis (laughs) in my legs, um, was learning to uncross my legs at my desk. That's great by adding the, I have a little like foam roller that I keep under my desk to roll my feet out when I start to cross them for too long. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, do something else. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I felt like that was successful. And I feel like everyone should know about that. (laughs) I think so. I think that's important. Yeah. I have a little stool under my desk that I just, so I'm just not like sitting on my legs. So yeah. Yeah. Very important, especially in this day and age where most of us are all sitting at desks anyway, whether we're, right. we're at home or in, even when I worked in an office, I was like sitting cross-legged <laughs> at my desk. Yeah. yeah. It was um, important to do that. So, and a valid, a valid thing to think about Gwen, I don't think being concerned about deep vein thrombosis is flippant. Like we all should be concerned. <laughs> I could just be the hypochondriac in me though. <laughs> she went um, out the way she planned. That's the show. The, ti- the show title is deep vein thrombosis. This week. <laughs> no, don't do that. Oh my gosh. Uh, so okay. Good. So what, so now we're going to, we're going to do some actual goal setting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we want, I wanted to do a big goal or even an intention okay. for 2022. So what, what, what are you thinking? All right. So I, um, I think my big goal is going to, I want to say finish something like finish Mm. a project, some sort of creative thing. Um, I've really enjoyed having this podcast as our creative outlet. And I feel like the, the regularness of that has been helpful. And so I think for me, it's like figuring out some sort of big, either finishing a book that I've had in the back of my head, Mm -hmm. writing a screenplay, doing something, just getting back into some sort of creative production would be nice. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so great. Yeah. It's just like finishing it. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's it's all well and good to have the ideas, but you've got to like, as you know, miss, Mm -hmm. you've got to finish (laughs) the book because otherwise you, you have nothing. Right. I love that. Okay. Right. So what about you? Me, yeah. I mean, kind of going off what you just said, I want to enjoy mm-hmm. releasing a book. And I think I've said this before, I'm going to for sure say it again, but because I know what it is like from the other side, as someone who used to work in publishing, I think I have a pretty good idea of what to expect. Obviously anything can change 
anything can go wrong, anything can go great and whatever. But I really don't want to get so caught up in everything like numbers and all of that. And, you know, where my book is going to be distributed, all of that is very important, but I don't want to be like, so like worried about that going into it that I don't end up enjoying the fact that like, Mm -hmm. I, I wrote a book, it's going to be published, you know, like that's awesome. (laughs) It's really cool. Really awesome. You know? So yeah. So that's really my big goal and intention for 2022 is to enjoy releasing a book. I mean, I've got a while, I've got seven months before this happens. Yeah, That's a lot of time to like spiral out of control with my thoughts. So (laughs) I really am going to try not to do that and really, um, focus on this being an awesome thing to celebrate. I love it as you should. I am so excited for your release and I cannot wait to see how you celebrate it. Because you should, oh. you should make time to make yeah. time to celebrate this for morning. sure. Yeah, definitely. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's go to our regular, regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> let's check in on, on our goal from last episode. My goal was to finish the story of the lost child by Elena Ferrante. It's the last book in the Neapolitan series. I'm almost on. I had said to finish it by the end of the year. It is December 19th. When we record this, mm-hmm. I, I will. I really want to finish it before we leave. We leave in a few days for our, our Christmas vacation. Um, I really want to finish it before we leave just because I don't want to bring this giant book with me. It is, a, I mean, it's a paperback, but it's solid. You know, it's like, I think almost 500 pages. Like it's a big book. Yeah. I don't want to bring this on the plane with me. So I really, I think I have like maybe 150 to 200 pages left. And again, you know, and it's a, you have, you really have to, I feel you really need to read these books. So like, you know, you kind of have to pay attention. So I'm going to try to carve out some time each day and hopefully I will get it done. But I I think it's going to, it's definitely going to happen before the end of the year. My addendum to my, I guess, last week's goal is to finish it in the next like four days. You got it. We'll see. (laughs) Again, you have this 4am wake up that you can. You're right. You know what? You're right, Gwen. (laughs) Although I could be watching TV. You gave right, me that exactly. idea earlier. Yeah, no, I like that one better. That's more what I would do. And then promptly fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pro- yeah, exactly. And then fall back asleep and then fall sleep through my alarm and everything. Yeah, and then everything goes It'll wrong. be great. It's going to be yeah. great. It's going to be fine. Maybe don't take advice from me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so did you do your goal from I, last episode? Yes. Yeah, so my goal was to finish Christmas shopping. Um, not only did I make a spreadsheet. Hmm put information on that spreadsheet and mail everything out that was on that spreadsheet to the people that needed to get the things. Yeah. My gifts are done. My Christmas awesome. shopping is done. Love it, was, it. I loved it. It was so funny. Cause I, I was like going back and forth with Cliff about stuff. And I was like, who do you want to send things to? And mm-hmm. he's just like, I just can't even deal with it. I'm like, well, I made a spreadsheet and if you're okay with this, I will order everything. And he's like, I trust you. And I'm like, that's, Good. All, I, that's all the power I needed. Yeah. I got this. So um, yeah, I'm very excited about that. So yeah, Christmas shopping yeah. in the bag. Done. Amazing. What is your new goal for the next couple of weeks? Cause so yeah. Yeah. Cause we're going to chat with each other for a little. So my yeah. goal is to enjoy the next two weeks, um, yeah. because I'm going to be going on a flight soon. My first flight since the pandemic. Um, and I am a very nervous flyer. 
So throwing me into a pandemic on top of being a nervous flyer mm-hmm. is already like I have 10 days to spiral myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm just going to try to enjoy as much as I can spend as much time with Cliff before I go. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, not spiral into a flight mess. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I totally agree because it's just, it's so, it's so hard to just know what, what's going to happen, you know, it, it and yeah. again, and even when things weren't wild, I, uh, I was a nervous flyer. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, my goal is to finish the first round of book two revisions. Uh, this has been long going. It's due at the end of January. I need to finish them so I can then look at it again uh-huh. <laughs> before I send it to my editor. Hopefully it's in a decent state and then, you know, I'll get her feedback. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's one of the, one of those things where it's just like, this is, it's a much bigger revision than what I did with my first book. Um, it will probably be the first round of more than one, which is just kind of how it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, but it, it has been really fun to kind of go back and to take my editor's uh, suggestions and advice and like things to just question and think about um, and really dive in again with, with these, these characters who are side characters from the first book and they are now getting their story told. So it'll be fun. It'll be, it'll be great. And I don't like, I'm sure people may be wondering, I have no idea when this book is coming out. I don't even have like a general timeline. So don't ask (laughs) (laughs) when it's out. It'll be out when it's out. Okay. It'll be out when it's out. Exactly. Okay. (laughs) So what is bringing you comfort this week? All right. So my comfort is in the form of snacks because yeah. it is that time of year. Of course. Um, I am selecting the S'mores Mix by Fannie Mae, mm. um, which is a candy mm. company. It is a, it is all chocolate coated pieces of marshmallow and uh, like golden graham cereal. Yeah. And it's in a little bag and you can just grab a little piece of each, make your own little tiny mini s'mores or a whole handful. I've also started to throw in some, uh, pretzel or peanut butter stuffed pretzels to really add some extra flavor in there. They're excellent. You can get it at Costco, um, or you can order on Amazon or Mm -hmm. website and they are so good. That's really, that sounds great. Do you, have you had jingle jangle from Trader Joe's? Uh, no, but I need to know more about this. I I think it's pretty similar. It's just like chocolate covered different things. I don't even know what they are. They're all, but everything is covered in chocolate. Yeah. I'm going to have, yeah, it's so good. It well, good luck. Yeah. It usually has Fair. sold out by now, it's gone. but maybe, it's gone. maybe they have it. I don't know, but yeah, it's really, it's like, it is, it's like one of their, like their nice tins and, and it's just, it's delicious. It's it reminded when you were describing that, it reminded me of that. So yeah. Anything chocolate and small, <laughs> chocolate, small and crunchy. If I can eat it all day. It makes um, me happy. Yes. Um, so my comfort is also cookie it's cookies. And they are spice cake cookies from a blog called I Heart Naptime. And from that, I, I found it on Pinterest because I was trying to figure out something to take to book club. And I was like, oh, this looks great. And so I think you can tell from the blog name, I Heart Naptime. These are all, all of her, her content seems to be like stuff you can get done during nap time. 
Yeah. Uh, She's a mother. So she, you know, she needs that downtime to like do whatever. So these cookies utilize one of my favorite things to utilize in baking, which may sound sacrilegious to some people, but it's cake mix. Like you can use cake mix is all, all the base ingredients you need already mixed together for you. Um, and so, yeah, it uses spice cake mix and I think it's like vegetable oil and eggs and you just, yeah, cookies and you make cookies out of it. And then I drizzled mine with like a powdered sugar icing and they were really, really good. And they are really easy. They honestly take like 10 minutes to put together. Like, so simple. You have to let them chill for a little bit. You don't, it doesn't be overnight. It can just be like 20 minutes or something. Um, cause it's a sticky dough and yeah, they were really good. They're, they're like soft, chewy snickerdoodles, but with extra cinnamon in them. They're oh so good. God. Yeah. Done. Highly, highly recommended. I'm even just sitting here racking, thinking of like all the different flavor drizzles that you can yeah. put on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Yes. Well, that sounds delicious. I'm going to make this. Please do. <sighs> well, it is, uh, I'm actually getting hungry. It's time for me to go have breakfast soon. That is the end of our show. Um, yeah. I think this is the end of our, it's our last 2021. Episode. This is, this is the last yeah. one of the year. Yeah. So, Danielle, this has been such a pleasure. I know, such I've, a joy. I love it so much. Um, but you guys can continue to follow us on all the socials at Fresh Fiction. You can follow me at Real Vixen and Danielle, where can people find you? You can find me at D Jackson books. Um, if you have any feedback or question or topic suggestion, we are working on our episodes for next year. Um, you can send me an email, Danielle at freshfiction.com. And if you would love, you know, if you, if you would like to show us some love at the end of the year, this year, we would love it if you would rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. And of course, subscribe or follow, um, it's much appreciated because we have so much fun and it, yeah. and it helps more people find us and, and we get to keep doing this show. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. so happy holidays, everyone. And happy new year. Happy new year. We'll see yes. you next year. <laughs>